0: Amen. Love you this morning. Appreciate you. So good to have all of our guests with us. Appreciate it. So good to have the nephew and niece, Sister Savannah, with us again today. Appreciate them so much. Coming all the way from Baton Rouge just to be with us. (laughs) Hallelujah. I asked Mason when he came by the hardware store. I said, hey, you're going to have Uncle Braden and and Aunt Savannah pulling their hairs out for the weeks out. Yeah. that's what good nephews supposed to do <laughs> I told him I said hey I'm about to get both of us in trouble I keep urging this on her." amen it's good to see him appreciate you good to see all of you Christian family God bless you it's good to see you all in the house of the Lord today to worship him we're going to let our classes go back got a good lesson we got a baptismal it's going to take place we're going to baptize Sister Olivia this morning uh-huh. And sister, I tell you, that God's just going to work for us, but we're going to baptize Sister Mallory, amen, to tonight. I'm sorry. Anyway, you know, God's going to work for us, and he's going to do the work in this place like never before in Bendale, Mississippi. As we get put our hearts and our souls into the power of his grace and mercy, God's going to work for us. Amen. God bless you. He read your lesson when he studied it out, pondered it, faithful, faithful, faithful. You know, in the very meat of the lesson, the sixth chapter, and and that's where the most of the focus will be this morning, but yet uh, Daniel. And his faithfulness unto God. It's one thing to be faithful when everything's going the way you like for it to go, or you feel that's the way it ought to be going. But true faithfulness comes when there's this great opposition. And things are not going so well. And your own life is in jeopardy. And possibly your friends. And uh, no telling who else. You really pay pay close attention to Daniel's and Daniel's writings. And uh, what he's exposed to here. I know time we get to this sixth chapter in this setting here. Even the writer makes mention that they feel like he's in his 80s somewhere. So Daniel had done been in captivity for quite a while. He'd been exposed uh, to the power of the evil and the power of wickedness. Also, we're going to see the tactics of the devil. And uh, how he still works. You know, God's an unchanging God. And let's be honest, the devil hadn't really changed a whole lot either. He's still the same devil. He still uses some of the same methods, same way of operation to deceive, to disguise himself, to twist, to distort, to try to... uh, make it sound different than what it really is. I mean, that's, 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 that's how he works, that's how he operates. And so we're gonna see that this morning. We're gonna see how, uh, how the devil will work in a way to accomplish what he wants to accomplish and how that he can use individuals and places, especially in certain positions that is the devil's heartbeat, uh, to rule this earth, to rule upon this earth, and to accomplish what he has set out to do. A man, uh, he wants to hold all the places of authority and of rulership. As the Bible calls him the prince of the air, we heard it Wednesday night, uh, very clear from Brother Sampert uh, about the enemy, about the devil, and uh it's definitely not a time to be playing games it's it's not a time to um goof off or get down a side road it's it's not an hour amen Uh, the spiritual wickedness uh, the spirit of iniquity uh, the power of it the influence of it is more real than it's ever been. Uh, the hope that he could get up on or get hold of an individual. And uh, then they find it very hard and, and it's a great difficulty to, to come out of that situation. It's, it's not that God's shorthanded by no means. But yet, the scripture's very plain to us, to what we yield ourselves to. And even iniquity unto iniquity and what's this righteousness unto holiness. Paul warns us as he talks it's us as the body as even a physical body and what we yield our members to, what we give our ear to, what we have as a passion, what we have as a desire. Amen. Uh, All that plays a part and uh, The devil's doing everything he can through carnality, through the attraction of the eyes, same three methods, same same three gateways, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, amen, to annihilate and to destroy. And so as we watch this lesson today, and uh, the key thing is faithful, in all times, it's one thing to be faithful when all the bills are paid and and uh, everything has failed just like you wanted to, and you don't have no problem coming to church, you don't have no problem uh, praying, you don't have no problem shouting. Uh, your attitude's good. But uh, to check who and what we really are, even as Christians, is when we find ourselves in the valley. It's when we find ourselves being possibly lied about, deceived. uh, Those that may have tried to set up a scheme of way to destroy us, and we knew that we was faithful. We knew that, was true to God and that was innocent, and yet being able to handle that in in the way that God would want us to respond to it. Going to see with Daniel here, he could have very easily uh, responded this, and I believe we see a number of characters, especially in the Old Testament, uh, that's going to follow some of the same uh, characters. And characteristics of who they are. And um, I think we're gonna see that very important in this end time, to be able to hold to the plow, to be able to endure unto the end. We know the Bible's, it's it's gonna be trying times, it's gonna be some difficult times. And uh, it's on us. And I, I don't know what's even gonna to happen to this nation. Uh, you got people comes in the hardware store all the time and they, they're, you know, with the way things are going and the direction it seems to be going in. And, but you know what? You and I have a hope. You and I realize and understand That through Jesus Christ and our friendship, our companionship, and it's the most important one, above all the rest. Jesus Christ made it plain that we have to love him above our spouse, our children, our grandchildren, above anything in this world, above it all. And if we'll love him that way and commit our lives unto him, but in doing that... We're going to be tested. We're going to be tried. Daniel was, it's going to happen. It's going to transpire. It's going to take place. It may not be in the same fashion, but it's going to happen. It's going to take place. So, faithful at all times, focused thought. God will take care of those who are what? Faithful to him. We want to be faithful to him. Um, I'm telling you, we're, we're living in a time even among the apostolics. If, if the doctrines of what's in this book did not get anchored down into our heart and made up in our minds, we won't survive. Sooner or Later. The fire's going to get a little, just a little too hot. And we'll listen to that voice telling us it's not worth it. It's not worth the sacrifice. Now we got some physical examples in the Old Testament. Just like it was with the three Hebrews. They told that king. Said, hey, our God can deliver us. But if he doesn't, he doesn't see fit to keep us out of that fiery furnace, you can bank on one thing. We're not bowing down to your God. We're willing to pay the price because we know this is right. This is something we purposed in our hearts before you ever dragged us to Babylon. And we have not allowed you, even though you changed our name, you changed our garments. You try to change us to eat what you want us to eat, drink what you want us to drink. You've done everything you possibly could to cause us to bow and be and lose our identity as a one God-believing people. But we've held on. And so... Here we are now. It's not going to change. But it's these times that we see where even the king has to get up and start counting. And you're going to notice some things in this lesson today. Because anybody ought to be able to help you in this land ought to be who? The president. authority and the power that he's got to... Uh, uh, Release people and change things and things of that nature. But you're going to see there's going to be, there's even times here that the king doesn't have the power. Doesn't have the ability. But that does not stop God. As the same way that, well, we're going to take him to the specialist of all specialists. Sometimes you'll find yourself facing things that even he can't do anything to help you. The only one he can is God. So we're just going to take this particular, and I may just use this Bible and just go by the chapters. And uh, I think there are some things that we can notice here. And can take home with us. That we need to anchor into our spirit and anchor into our minds and our hearts. That this is right. And I'm not selling it for nobody. I'm buying the truth. And it's not for sale. At no price. Price sometimes does not necessarily mean gold or silver or money. But sometimes that price is persecution. And sacrifice. And just how far are we willing to go? To be that living sacrifice that's holy and acceptable and pleasing unto Him, that responsibility lies upon us. We present our body as the temple of God. I know as a nation. I know as a as a majority, the religious world has, says that don't matter. They don't, but that's not in your Bible. The Bible says that both our soul, spirit, and body belongs to Him. It all works together. And sometimes it's through, literally through this body, that God demonstrates and declares His power and the assurance of who he is and what he can do for us. So as we look at this, going to focus first in Daniel 6 and 10. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed. He was not ignorant of the fact. He knew. He knew it had been signed. He knew that it couldn't be altered. He knew that. He knew that when he was going to bow and practice. Practice what he had always practiced. Lived like it always lived. He didn't change the timing I don't believe. I'm I'm not even sure if we can find where he shortened it any or added it any. We just know that three times a day. Watch what it says. He went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He did not close the windows. He did try to crawl under the bed. He tried to hide somewhere. He didn't allow his voice to be silenced. He didn't kneel and just... That may be offensive, but I, I'm. I'm, I'm hmm. But I believed he lifted his voice just like he had already. Watch him. He knelt upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before kiss God, as he did aforetime. We're living in a world that's wanting to change into just everything, including you and I, as a man and a woman. They want to change everything about us. The tire, the, the everything. Getting it all mingled and everything. But you know what? There's some basic things that's in this book that's been from the very beginning that I'm telling you that just cannot change. And one of them is prayer. It's very elementary, it's very basic, but without it, we have no power. No power. Those 30 minutes prior to service, some may think, well, let's just... You know why this, the Brush Harbor days were some of the most powerful days? Because most of the time, they gathered an hour before service. They didn't have a prayer room. They didn't even have a building. They'd gather on one side out. The ladies would gather on one side. Kind of out in the woods. And the men would gather on the other side. Regardless of the weather. And they'd let their voices be heard. They some in here this morning could witness to you. Of hearing some of their uncles and and ants, amen. Especially on Sunday afternoons, you could step out and you could hear one praying, another praying. Prayer, prayer—the power of it. The power of it. And so, we're going to see as as he talks about this faithfulness, amen. We're going to see where it comes from, how you and I can team it and hold on to it. I know we're living in a a busy time, a busy world. We we say that. But if we're not careful, a lot of our busyness is about what we just want to do. It It really is. Um, but, But we all know there's nothing more important than living for God nothing more important a man than pleasing him and serving him so we're just going to watch this as it begins to unfold and um, I'm just going to probably just mostly use the out of the Bible here and uh, the word of God because I I find some things and I'm going to do my best to cover this chapter I know it's 28 verses I know we got a baptismal service and uh, but we got all day. We got all day. We got to eight o'clock tonight, 9, nine o'clock tonight, amen. And uh, we'll take a break and go eat. But uh, all said and done, this is a sabbath. This is a day set aside to come worship God and hear the word of God and, and feel after the Lord and uh, His touch. So as you begin in that second, that sixth chapter, and I'm gonna back up to the fifth chapter. I'd love to back up to a lot more than that, but the time won't we'll just allow us. Uh, first of all, I find it kind of, uh, it, it's astounding when you really begin to watch Daniel. And, and the writer mentions how, who he is and how he serves in the administration of, of the different ones of Nebuchadnezzar to start with. Okay? Uh, it, was, it was Daniel that was called upon whenever he had the dreams. And uh, his... Uh, the soothsayers, the magicians, and the, the astrologers could not give the interpretation. Daniel was called upon, and so Daniel was ushered in, and he was set up, and uh, during that administration, and, and then after that unfolded, you can come to the fifth chapter of Daniel, the chapter just prior to this one, and you're going to see there where is, or a man that, uh, The son of Nebuchadnezzar, some believe, some disputes that. It doesn't really matter. But uh, the important part is where Daniel, again, because watch this. Under most administrations, when there is a new administration, anybody and everybody that was a part of the previous administration, what happens to them? They're annihilated. They're destroyed. They're done away with. Any kings that move from one kingship to the next. Even of their own kin they was prone and subject to kill. That one that might be next in line. Or that one that might uh, jeopardize a man. Or or, or take the kingship from them. But you're going to watch Daniel. It's it's God. Now watch this. God as his protector. Way before there's ever a den of lions. That he's got to face. But again, as or a man was partying, had thousands of his princes and the sheriff, and anybody, and everybody could be something. And, they, man, they must, they was having a host. But you're going to learn something. You're going to learn it after he got under the influence of wine. Proverbs taught this, the Bible's taught this. It's it's what you become under the influence of. That's the reason we we practice and we, we preach and to stay away from alcohol and to stay away from things altering drugs because you lose your ability, it alters your way of thinking and the ability to reason. And so under the influence of this, they got to drink and got became merry. And all of a sudden, he cries out and says, Hey, go get those vessels out of the temple that my daddy, amen, had, had brought from Jerusalem that belonged to God in the service of God. See, Nebuchadnezzar never touched them. He brought them to his God, to his temple. And God's give me a little message. I'm going to preach that sometime. Whose trophy room are you going to wind up in? Everybody's going to be a trophy for somebody. And so we determine by our faith and by our response and to the word of God and to what chance it comes to all of where are we going to finally wind up. And so here, he goes and tells them to bring those vessels and they begin to drink out of those vessels. And all of a sudden, God shows up. You know the story, the handwriting on the wall. Again, he calls for all, amen. That anybody and everybody could interpret that to wise men, the astrologers, the sorcerers, amen, magicians, but they couldn't do it. Guess what? The word finally makes its way to Mama. Mama makes her way to the to the party. Where Belliczar now is smoking with knees and his countenance is all out of shape, and I mean, it's obvious. It was Mama that reminded him. There was one in your daddy's kingdom. You can interpret dreams. God, his God. Give him above all. In fact, if you go back and read it close enough, Nebuchadnezzar set him over as the manager of all the astrologers and sorcerers. Now, that's the, that's the catch that uses... <laughs> Witchcraft and things of this nature to make their decisions and lift them up and to to have the foresight and to be able to give guidance and instructions. Nebuchadnezzar had set Daniel over them. And so, here he goes and calls him. Now where's Daniel at and all this? I don't know. I take it he's, he's... I assume he's not in prison. He's not in jail. I don't know. I don't really know. But, but I know he's called and brought forth now. In the fifth chapter. He comes in. And watch him. Watch his courage. His faithfulness. He interprets what was written on that wall. And informs him that. Hey. You're going to be found weighing in the balance. Your kingdom's fixing to be taken from you. And watch What's Belshazzar? He still blesses him. He told him the truth of what was fixing to happen to his kingship. He didn't realize it's going to even happen that very night. But he blesses Daniel. What's happening here? It's the favor of God. That's above every government official. That's above every power and authority that you know of on the face of the earth. Any mama, any daddy, any great uncles, any rich people, any high class people, whatever whatever you want to name. Anybody in a position, including the devil himself. The favor of God that can ride with us. That others will recognize and others, even, watch this, from one extreme to the other. From the king to even the enemy. Said, hey, there's a, there a favor with that gentleman. There's an anointing. There is a calling. There is, a, there is a, a, a God that he bows to and he serves and he loves. Huh. But you can't deny. So, as it brings us to this sixth chapter, and we see here where it talks about, and it picked, picks up and it says, It pleased Darius to set the, over the kingdom 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. So, he's got a pretty good sized kingdom. Uh, this is not Darius the, the Great, that's later on that you read about. Many believe that he's under, and if you go on, I think it's the ninth chapter of Daniel. He talks about how he's under Syria. That he's under his kingship. We know that Syria the one that's brought up. He's the one that brings deliverance out of the captivity. And, and So you got to start trying to tie some of this together to understand. But we know that he's a king. And he's set over this region. And he's got 120 princes. And he's going to set up about three presidents. If you please. Amen. That's going to be the, the main ones. And there is a, a purpose for this. There is a reason for this. And the scripture helps us to understand why that's and what this is all about. And over these three presidents of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them and the king should not, what? Have no damage. He would be secure. He knew that a man that uh, for him not to be assassinated for him not to be rod blind. For him not to be uh, uh, overcome. And the enemy to slip in through the back door. I mean, I mean, wh- what do we call that? An inside job. I'm telling you from the outside, the devil will never destroy the church. But if the devil can ever get on the inside. If he ever get vessels on the inside. And especially start putting them in Sunday school rooms. On the platform. Come on, talking to us. This is how he works. This is the reason that our so called religion in America is in such turmoil and a mess. And why she's brought up the way now to be saved. You can almost live any life you want to live in America and still go to heaven to hear them tell it. But this hasn't changed. This will never change. Not for me or anybody else. And so we find ourselves having to come back to the original. We've got to come back to the writings of the word of God. If, if you want to know how to be saved, you've got to come to the Bible. If you want to know how to live an overcoming life, you've got to come back to the Bible. If you want to live a victorious life, you've got to come back to the Bible. If you want to know how to dress, you've got to come back to the Bible. If you don't know how to talk, you've got to... Gotta come back. This is where it's at. This is the answer. I don't care how successful people's been out there and what God they gave the credit to. What did the devil offer Jesus Christ if he would just bow down? Success of the world sometimes. There's been some that sold their soul to attainment. That's not all. That's not everybody, but just majority. I can tell you that. Majority. So they they were set up to make sure that there wouldn't be any damage that would come. And Daniel is the man. Daniel, Daniel is the man that's going to stand between all of them, including the other two presidents, between them and the king. He's the man. He's the shield. He's the protector. He's the one that's going to make that king successful or not. He's the one that's going to make sure that he can have a long kingship, that he won't be assassinated. Hmm. Because if you read the scriptures close enough here, you could tell there's some things, some activity that's going on. But Daniel won't be a part of. He wasn't called into it. And so as you watch this. Then this Daniel. Was preferred. Above the presidents and princes. Word preferred actually means. Can be translated as a distinguished himself. He distinguished. He set himself apart. He wouldn't participate in everything that everybody else participated in. You could pick him out in the crowd. It wasn't because he was head and shoulder above everybody else, but they was just, God's people's always been that way. God's people's always been a peculiar people, a called-out people. I can take you all the way back to the Hebrew. Israelites, when they started into that promised land and what it was all about. And those that wanted to curse them and annihilate and destroy them time and time again. and That hasn't changed, ladies and gentlemen. God, the devil is out to destroy us and God's out to save us. And that's the reason if we got an ear to hear what the spirit has to say. We can make it. It doesn't matter how far in indebtedness in we are in the miry clay. If we'll just cure it and take it to heart and start obeying and responding to it. It may take 120 years to build the ark. but it will save my family. And so, as you watch this process now. I didn't mention to you now. He's, he's probably up in his 80s. He was just a young lad carried a man into captivity. I, I know, please, and don't be offended with what I'm fixing to say. I understand this theory. I understand that it makes a difference where you're raised. And it makes a difference who raised you. And it makes a difference your beginning. I understand all of that. But it should never come a God to be an excuse to live that life and lifestyle. Not when there's a God that you and I can lift up our voices. Thy son of David, you'll have mercy on me. It doesn't matter where you're at, or who you are, and where you came from. But until you call on this God, amen, to become your savior. He'll show up. The devil can't stop it. Your past can't stop it. Your mama can't stop it. Your daddy can't stop it. Nobody else can drug addiction can't stop, alcohol addiction, none of that can do, not when you get sincere and you cry out. But you got to listen to what Jesus taught us. He said, count the cost. When You cry out to make sure that you don't want to just lay the foundation. You don't want to just start to work. You know what? Watch him. But he promised he said. He is the author. And. Well the Holy Ghost has been nudging me a little along the way. Even this morning. I thought about. You know we think about. If we're not careful. We, we have a tendency to limit God. And what I mean by that. That he won't show up in certain places. In certain events. In certain things. But did he not show up at the party? Hmm. That's the reason men like Brother Banks can be on the, on, the, on the backside of an old church building drunk, with money in his pocket and a fifth in his pocket, and all of a sudden something smokes him. No, he wasn't in an apostolic church. No, he wasn't in a church, and he wasn't even behind a church that preached fullness all of a sudden if somehow we could just muster up sometimes and you know what we got to do that sometimes even after we get the Holy Ghost sometimes I'm telling you when life and pitfalls and things of that nature sometimes we just got to shake ourselves and say hey, hey, I'm going to be saved I'm going to do exactly what Peter said I'm going to save myself from this untoward generation that's so perverted and so crooked but I'm going to be saved why? Because I believe in a God that I'll be faithful to him. That's why he'll be faithful to me. And he'll protect me and preserve me and see me through. But if he don't want to deliver me, I'm willing to die for him. You're going to notice this in Babylon. It still blows my mind. I pondered this all week. Who in the world will have a dental lines around? I mean. I mean, these ain't cats you just play with and pet. That's kind of like people that has a rattlesnake for pets or any snake for a pet, as far as I'm concerned. I don't even want a chicken snake. <laughs> in fact, if they want to live, don't, don't crawl them and don't get in my yard. I killed one the other day. Stopped that tractor and got off and killed it. Hey, on all I killed that chicken snake. He ought not to come in my yard. <laughs> Plenty of woods out there. Hundreds and hundreds of acres. Stay in them. Huh. that chicken steak comes in my yard first use. he'll be in your house if I kill him in the yard I don't have to worry about waking up in the morning time getting light making sure not stepping on one <laughs> yeah huh. anyway I'm preaching more than what we realize see that's what's, what's, what's wrong today we want to buddy up with the devil and we, want to, we, want to, you know, we don't want to keep him at no distance we want to get as close as we can and still be saved. We want to get caught up in that stuff and still, oh, it's going to... But my baby, the best thing for you and I can do for our babies is leave this truth with everything it is within us. That's the best thing we can do. At whatever cost, it may cost us. That's the best thing. This is what Daniel done. And so, for that protection and for... You're going to see here. Then... Presidents and princes sought to find an occasion against Daniel. Hmm. I can't can't help but think, you know what? That says something, doesn't it? It wasn't very easy for them to find something against Daniel. Find a place in his life. And so I tell you what, we can, we, can, we can get this, set this up, and set that up. Even with the law. Huh. we got to look for cases. And so I tell you what, the only way you're going to get into dirt, if you read your lesson, you read the little part they put in there. Huh. Couldn't find no dirt on Daniel. But also, if you read on it, Daniel's, you're going to see it. And there wasn't no dirt on it, but I'm going to tell you what he was willing to do. It's based on that ninth chapter. He talks about in the time of when he was in prayer. Of repenting. <laughs> they may not have knew anything. But you know what? Daniel wasn't taking no chances. He repented of his own sins. And the sins of Israel. Go read that ninth chapter. It's powerful. Because this is a chapter, amen, that Gabriel visits him. And it's in this time of prayer and seeking God in the 21 days. And, and, and that's not all. This, you know why Daniel and the three Hebrews and I, I, hopefully preferably some others, amen, never bowed to their systems. Or, but watch this. He never got a bad attitude because he was in Babylon. Well, I'm fixing <laughs> I've heard this. Preacher, you just don't know. I, I just, I understand what you're saying. I, I really do. But Daniel could really got a bad attitude as a youngster. That hadn't committed to sins. That caused them to be where they was put. It was their forefathers. Amen. He could have got a bad attitude because of daddy. That's the reason I am what I am. Because of daddy, I'm having a, He could have got a bad attitude. And God could have never used him. Our attitude determines our altitude in living for God, ladies and gentlemen. Daniel never allowed that to happen. Could that be the reason why you read in in that ninth chapter, and even prior before that, but especially in that ninth chapter, where he spends that time in prayer. Because he knew his heart. He knew his spirit. He knew that... That after being used of God and after being offered and exalted and put in places, not just once, not just twice, but even three and four times, called back upon and put back in in, in the different ministrations that took place. There's very few people that moves from one administration from our presidents to the next. Very few. Just a handful has done it throughout the history. To handle that position in such a, a, a manner and a way. That it didn't matter if it was a Republican president or a Democrat president. They wanted him on board or her on board because of the good job she was doing. She was doing or he was doing. So the Bible helps us with this. So they're going to have to look for an occasion. They knew that the only way that you're going to get Daniel and get him in a mess is going to have to be between him and God. Far as him obeying the laws of the land and what the king was asking and requesting. He said, you ain't going to be able to touch him. He's going to honor the king. He's going to be innocent before the king. I'm talking about the little king. I'm talking about Darius here now. But he did not compromise in serving God. So the Bible goes on it has taught us. he said. Then said these men we will not find any occasion against this standard Except we fight it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said. And I had several scriptures but I won't for time's sake. Amen. I'm going to tell you the devil is constantly looking for a way to entrap you. And to snare you. That's the reason Ephesians the 6th chapter. Paul's writings unto the Ephesians, and he's winding up that letter, and he talks about putting on the whole armor of God, Putting on the helmet of salvation. Another place it calls it the hope of salvation. Amen. The helmet itself. Protecting your mind. Keeping the spirit of a sound mind. Anybody pray for your mind? Anybody pray on a regular basis? God, I want to keep a sound mind. Regardless of what all is going on and how many fiery darts are coming and all these opinions and ideas and all this other stuff. God, I want to keep a sound mind. I want to keep it where you can use me. I want to keep it where it's wholesome and upright and godly because even sin starts in the mind. It starts with imagination. But you got to pull down those strongholds. You you got to keep them under subjection. You got to mortify them. Hallelujah. You can't play around with that. You can't flirt around with that. You got to stay on top of it. And so, so that's how it happens. How does that happen? By prayer. By prayer. God, I humble myself. How many battles I wonder Daniel had in his mind when the enemy tried to attack him and said, oh now Daniel, see that you can do this. Even David, amen, had times when somebody's on me and said, now take him. Take Saul. Take him out. And said, no, I can't do that. That's not God's heartbeat. That's not God's will. It's not God's way of doing it. And i am telling you, there's ever been a general that we need to know what God wants and not what everybody else wants and everybody's opinion because there's thousands of them even among the apostolics. Hmm. And then they wonder why pastors resign and quit. And <laughs> I was told when I first started pastoring i won't never forget it. <laughs> Brother Mike Dobbs told me this. He said, you do know I don't know where he got it. I ain't even checked it out. There's some things you don't check out. You just. (laughs) He said. He said. Dennis. And he was talking about trades and all. He said. Is one of the number one. That commits suicide. He said. And pastors following second. That's a good thing. Tell somebody just took a church. Two two weeks ago. (laughs) Well I purpose one thing. That's one thing I'm not going to do. I may pull their hair out and I may pull my hair out. I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> I'll quit. I'll go home. I'll do something. <laughs> Dig ditches. <laughs> okay. There's more to this than what you think. You know this. If you've got the Holy Ghost and you're trying to live for God, you're trying to live a clean life and a wholesome life, especially with technology, and with everything else that's going on and the different whatever. So, so watch him here. So they begin to, hey, look, this is. So they begin to assemble themselves together, and they begin to say, hey, look. No doubt, they already knew that Daniel three times a day. would Go, I believe he probably had a set time. I've heard it told of individuals that you could call them at a certain time of the day. You forget it didn't matter. If, it, almost if the house was on fire, you wasn't gonna get them. They set everything else aside this is her prayer time and that's that they wouldn't let nothing interfere only way they probably would have was somebody come and knock the door down and you know it had to be the house on fire or something it better been something very important probably not very very important but anyway same way here and so as they knew this is the only way that we're going to be able to get anything against him so they had consulted together to establish a royal statue and to make a firm decree. We're going to put this in law. We're going to the Medes and Persians law once it was signed. Amen. Now watch the approach. They, 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 when they approach even the king, they lift him up. Live forever, old king. They worked on his ego right off the bat, man. Coming in with that, 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 that front, you know, that facade, that thing, you know. Hey, Boy, we for your king. We love your king. And the whole time they were setting him up to fail. They've set up a man to destroy him. Probably one of those presidents wanted to be the king, to be the honesty of it. They wanted his place and wanted his position. I mean, that's, watch this. Is that not what the devil want? Has he not lifted himself? Is that not what got him kicked out of heaven to start with when he lifted himself above? That's the reason Paul told us. He said, we ought not think more highly of ourselves than what we ought to think. That's a reason we shouldn't ever Oh uh, don't. this may not go over good, but that's a reason we shouldn't ever, even a child of God, if we're pleasing God and walking with God, regardless of what comes and goes, have an attitude in the spirit, God, I don't deserve this. Wait a minute, I'm a child of God. If you want to put me in this, put me in this. Because if you put me here, you're gonna be with me. And if you'll preserve me, you'll see me through it. And I wanna do it and I wanna handle it just like you want me to handle it. I didn't say it'd be easy. Huh. Being thrown into a dental line. Going through a fire furnace is not easy. But God allowed it. Well, I've heard people say, Ah, if God was in it, He wasn't allowed. Read your Bible, buddy. Read your Bible. You better go back and read it again. God allowed a lot of things that old flesh and carnality says He won't do it. Because we don't like that side of it. We don't like that dying side, that persecution side. We don't... So after they had established the decree and, and brought it for the king, first of all, Daniel wasn't among them. So what's it? probably the king didn't realize that. Maybe he's busy. Maybe he's in a hurry. Maybe he wanted to go somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Come on, we're all busy. Anybody ever made a decision real quick? And then a little later on, you look back at it and say, oh, what was I thinking? I know what I've done it several times. I, apparently, I wasn't thinking. But what I was thinking, apparently I wasn't. I wouldn't have made that call. I wouldn't have made that decision. But sometimes we make decisions. Sometimes maybe a lack of information or whatever. And what, you know, and so it's the same way here, they say all approach, amen, and come to him. So he's, man, okay, yeah, that ain't no big deal. No problem. Never crossed his mind about Daniel. Never crossed his mind, amen, that, that Daniel, there was the God when they made that known, amen, to the king or God, amen, not to make any cry and cry out to any other God. And, they, and he signed it, man. He put it out there. And you know what? I have a good feeling they've done it for 30 days. They could have done it for one day. Wow. Because this was a daily practice with Daniel. Three times a day, continually, continually. And so sure enough, you know the story, you know how that they they got it signed into, and so it wasn't no time. And, but I want you to watch how the devil works. I want you to watch even when they come back in. And they bring it to the king's attention. Did you not sign a decree about nobody could cry out to any other god or any other person besides you for the next 30 days? Yeah, yeah, sure did. Yeah, come think about it, sure did. Well, uh, you know, Daniel, that, that one of those little Hebrews captives, Amen. we brought. He's down there and it hits the king it hits him like a thunderbolt so you watch a man what his response here 14th verse says then the king when he heard these words was sore displeased with himself he didn't blame daniel don't blame the preacher when he prays the prayer for God's will to be done, and all of a sudden God's will is being done. But yet, it's sending us through a process. Don't jump on the preacher when he's preaching the truth and preaching out of the truth, And regardless of how sinful it is or unguided it, is or who's doing it. Don't jump on the preacher. Ain't right. God the King? Didn't He didn't get displeased with a preacher? I can't believe that. Why couldn't He? He didn't have to pray for thirty days. Sure, he could head off for just thirty days didn't do that, did he? He came displeased with himself. And you, hey, it's, it's my fault. I'm the one. Daniel's doing what's right. Folks, I'm preaching now. <laughs> that's, where the, that's where you and I in this lay of the sea and time. Man, we got to, you know what? What's in the book's in the book. And when it's right, it's right. At whatever cost, it's right. At whatever price, it's right. Because you can't change it anyway. And so, watch as it goes on. He says, and set in his heart on Daniel to deliver him. purpose at that moment, that time, when he brought his tension, when he brought, said Daniel. <laughs> at that moment, that king says, well, I'll deliver him. I'll, I'll find a way. I'll, I'll, I'll work something out. I, I got the power. But you know what? The Bible makes it very plain. He couldn't do it. He didn't have the power. So, he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Then these men assembled unto the king. Now he put it off. No doubt. No doubt. I don't know. I don't know if it was for 30 days. But apparently it was early that morning. That first prayer. They had assembled on the outside. They heard Daniel praying. There he goes boy. I told y'all. Come on, let's go to the King. Let's go, man. We're gonna get this over. We're gonna party tonight. That's just why. That's how the devil celebrates over you. That's how the demonic forces, the powers of evil, meant celebrate. We'd all be shot sometime, but their celebration's gonna be over with. The hour of darkness is gonna come to a close one day. Amen. And so, see it here where he labored a man to the going down of the sun. Then these men assembled unto the king and said unto the king, No, O king, that the law of the Medes and Persians, that there is no decree nor statute which the king established may be changed. You can't change it, king. You try it all day. You may be the king. Now you see how wicked some people can really become under the wrong influence? Stand against people in authority and position. Can to say something? Don't let that spirit get a hold of you that's got a hold of this nation against lawmen. I don't mean, and I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm the first to tell you it. I don't mean that every lawman has done everything just right. Neither's neither's all preachers. How about that? Okay? that help cover. But that never gives us a right. That we can just start doing like we want to do and handle it like we want to. We don't want that. We don't want that direction. Are you seeing? What's happening? The spirit of iniquity. Lawlessness. And it's showing up now. Spiritually, it's been coming and working for a long time. When you make statements like this, especially in front of your spiritual leadership... It don't matter what. I don't care what anybody thinks. You just reach back and slap God in the face. Well, I feel the... (laughs) (laughs) God set up the 5 ministry, not man. Now, the man's responsible. If he hears the call... How he delivers, how he lives, he's responsible for all that. If he doesn't do it right, God will take care of it. You give him time, God will take care of it. Especially if you'll pray. If you'll pray, God will fight battles and give you the victory. And you won't even dirty your hands. You'll come out on the other side and you won't even have no smoke on you. Smell of smoke. They won't even know you've been in part of the battle. Because you just prayed in the Holy Ghost and said, Holy Ghost, have your way. You know what's best anyway. So the king commanded, they brought Daniel, notice, they still had, they had to have the king's permission to get Daniel. They couldn't go on their own and get him. The king had to give them, and he commanded, he said, go get him. Cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, watch this. I believe maybe he's at the mouth of the den there. And, and so he's telling down, he's speaking to him. Thy God, not my God. I didn't serve him like you serve him. See that, if you notice in the Old Testament, you pagan kings. They didn't have a problem believing in God. But they would, they would not bow themselves as being the only God. They wanted to serve all the gods as they called them. Time and time again. And one of the, the greatest struggles that we struggle with even today is. Is this one God message. That Jesus Christ is God manifested in the flesh. That he is the high priest. I don't need an earthly priest. I got a high priest that's in a better tabernacle than what earth has to offer. He's in the heavens interceding both day and night. I won't I'd like to go on that but I'll, I'll leave that alone. So he said, "Thy God, whom thy service continually, He will deliver thee." I got faith. Keith's got faith. You know, it's amazing. You ever had to go face something, do something, and everybody says, "Ah, you're gonna be all right. You're gonna do a good job. It's going You want to go? You you got so much confidence and faith. No, no, no. I got faith in you and your God. <laughs> and so that's kind of like the king hears; He's not the one fixing me. But you know what? He knew Daniel well enough. You hear me? He knew Daniel well enough. He'd worked hand in hand with Daniel. There's no telling how many times prior to this, there were some little bitty lies. that tried to come in and destroy him. But Daniel took care of it. So he knew, he knew by now. No. This Daniel's not like anybody else. He's not like everybody. He's, he, there's, there's, a, there's a presence and a spirit. Amen. That, that, that it's, it's beyond everybody. He's got some ability and some insight. And uh, that, that this is this is out of this world, man. Nobody can touch him. With nothing but the favor of God and God's hand on him. So, after he told him that, watch the next verse. And I know I'm going slow, I'm breaking this down, but and the stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den. Watch this. And the king sealed it with his own signet and the signet of his lords. You know what? I believe the king sold into it now. He really believed what he just told Daniel. Daniel. He said, I'm going to seal this new thing up, and you're going to seal it up, your 120 princes, with your keys. Amen. You're going to seal up. We're going to make sure that none of you come and get Daniel out of there, amen, and do something with him. Because I promise you, the God that he serves is going to be able to keep him, amen, in this. And I'm going to seal it up and make sure nobody else come and gets amen. Same thing happened to Jesus. Same thing happened to Jesus. What's this. What seals us? What do we promise with that seals us? It's called the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's a sealed deal, baby. And when you get an envelope and it's, it's got the stamp of proof and seal, nobody can open it but you. Watch this. When you get the Holy Ghost, if you'll obey the Holy Ghost and walk in the Holy Ghost, you'll make the journey. If you just won't unseal it and bail out, no man can pluck you out. No devil either. No circumstance. No situation. God will protect and see you. The- I didn't say it'd be easy. I didn't say it wouldn't be without a struggle. I didn't say it wouldn't be without suffering. Come on, the Bible has taught us totally the opposite of a that it's going to be with all that. And so here, King done everything he could to make sure it was sealed up. That stone was sealed up but nobody could move it. As you watch him here, you know that the king goes back now. Goes back to his palace. Sleep leaves him. They don't play any instruments. He stays up all night. <laughs> fasting. Praying probably, the King probably praying now. Hey, Amen. He, he might have been. He might have been one of them. Just heard Daniel before, and he's probably remember something. How did Daniel put that? How, how, how did he say that? Jehovah, Jehovah God. This Jehovah God. Train them up. Your baby's going to learn how to pray. How you pray. If you don't pray, they're not going to pray. And if they think you getting by without prayer, they're going to try to live and do the same thing. Now that hit a stump. <laughs> so as the night goes on, the king rose very early in the morning and went in haste. <laughs> he was waiting for daylight. He was probably sitting at the door waiting just enough that he can see. Here he comes busting out of there. Once down there to that den. Amen. And when he came to the den, he cried with an imitatable voice. That means with a painful voice, with a cry. Amen. Hallelujah. Unto Daniel, and said the king spake and said unto Daniel, O oh Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? He cries, out. he don't, he don't even, he don't move the stone. He doesn't seal nothing. He's crying out through it. Before he's probably a hundred yards, hundred yards, crying out, Daniel, Daniel you going hear him coming. Flop, flop, flop. Hearing calling his name, running. He knew the voice. <laughs> 22nd verse picks up and says, My God hath sent his angel and shut the lion's mouths, That they have not hurt me for as much as before me innocence was found in me. I was innocent and I was innocent in my actions huh. it wasn't against you King when we practice what this Bible gives us right for we never practice that practice this to just be arrogant high-minded reprobates we do not do it in those type of spirits our attitudes either. but we practice this out of love, and because this is right. We don't do it with the wrong spirit, with pride. There is a so-called religious pride. That could be an error. But Daniel says, "I was found innocent before God in this." Watch him as it goes on. Also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. Then was a king exceedingly glad for him, commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. And they took Daniel up out of the den. And no matter hurt was found in him, watch this, watch this. Now guess who didn't show up? Guess who didn't come to the den? Guess who thought for sure, man, they got him. It's going to be a mess. (laughs) Was the very ones that wrote up this decree and set it all in motion. Because now the king, and I know my time's up. Now the king calls. He says, go get them. Bring them here. (laughs) And they come dragging them down there. (laughs) Stones rolled off the mouth of it. The Bible says as they threw them in there, watch this. If you read that close, mastery, that means before they ever even hit the bottom of that cave, those lions had reached up and snared and crumbled and broke their bones and, and just gobbled them up. Now watch this. It wasn't just the men that had signed the decree and set this in motion, but the Bible says their wives, their sons, their daughters, their children were thrown in the cave with them. What is all this trying to get us to understand? What we give ourselves to, what we humble ourselves to, what we become faithful to can also cost our family. God's got the basis cover. if we'll just read it. If we'll just apply ourselves, give ourselves. The latter part of that chapter finishes up. We, we can stand. I, I know we've got a baptismal service this morning. So the latter part of that... that that chapter finishes up, amen. What happens? The king makes another decree <laughs> that in every dominion of my kingdom, men tremble and fear before the God, before the God of Daniel. You tremble, you bow. For he is the living God and steadfast forever, and his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall be even unto the end. Watch this. It's jumped in New Testament. Whose kingdom that there's not going to be an ending to it. But it's going to last forever. It's the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Oh, I had about four pages of scriptures. But I knew time. I, wouldn't, I didn't even try to go into all of that. But I'm telling you, folks, we got a hold of something. Let's don't let the devil deceive us. Let's don't let our times, amen, rob us. Let's shake ourselves in those prayer closets. Let's shake ourselves on that continually serving God. It's more important than everything else that's going on around us. We want to be what God wants us to be in the world that we're living. We want to be committed and dedicated and sold out. He meant to serve this living God. He's the only living God there is. He's the only one that you and I can have hope in. But watch it. He'll preserve us. He'll keep us. He'll bring us through. Just like he did for Daniel. He'll do the same thing for you and I. I tell you, the devil can't destroy us. Our times can't destroy us. If we'll just live with God and be faithful to God and be obedient to his word, guess what? God's going to bring this church in this end time through a man to the other side. Somebody's going to be raptured. Somebody's going to be snatched off of this earth. And I want to be a part of it. How about you? Love you this morning. Appreciate you so much. Hopefully something has been addressed here this morning that would... uh, maybe stir or give some direction, some hope. Uh, if there's some things you're not practicing, just start practicing it. If you are, that gives you hope and determination that I'm going to be even more faithful, committed to it, to, amen, to see the power and the operation of it, of living for God, amen. Being faithful, folks, being faithful, amen. We've got to be faithful in the bad times as well as the good times. Can't just dance and love and worship God whenever things like we want it to. But when the storm's blowing, sometimes it'll do us good just to get up. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to magnify Him. I'm going to exalt Him. I'm going to give Him some glory hallelujah love you this morning appreciate you god bless you if you want to we can start making our way across the way amen for our baptismal service this morning god bless you